Hi there. Good to connect with you again today. Trust you're all doing well. I'm going to read from the book of Romans today, then just make a few comments on it. Romans chapter 4, about Abraham, well-known passage for many of us. But from verse 18, we read, even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about 100 years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead. And so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger, and in this he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit, it was recorded for our benefit. Two, assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him, the one who raised Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. He was handed over to die because of our sins and he was raised to life to make us right with God. We are obviously continuing our theme for the month of embrace, hope. And this portion in Romans talks about Abraham and his hope linked to faith and faith and hope are linked together. And it talks about no matter what's going round about us, it's what happened inside us that's important. Hope is based in not on what we see around us, but what is living inside us. What is going on in the internal is greater than the external. Because the external, we have limited control over a lot of the things that happen. A lot of things happen to us in life, or around us, and we have limited control or authority over a lot of stuff in the externals. But we have authority and control over the internals. That is up to us. Nelson Mandela quoted from a poem in the movie of Invictus, from a poem of the same name. Well, Nelson Mandela didn't quote in the movie. Morgan Freeman, who was playing Nelson Mandela, quoted from the poem in the movie. The poem and the film are called Invictus, which is a Latin term meaning unconquered. But part of the poem he quoted says, I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Might some have some theological discussions around that, particularly the first part, but it's powerful to say I'm the captain of my soul. He's basically saying it's not what other people do to me. I'm taking authority over what I think, what I feel about things, how I think about things, how I react to, think, to things. And in this portion here, Abraham became the captain, or chose to be the captain of his soul, and he chose hope. He chose hope even when there was no reason for hope. Some to put against all probability, he lived with an assured confidence grounded 
on the divine promise. Now, we're not talking about frivolous hopes that we all have or speak into our life. Let the hope one day Scotland will win the Football World Cup. Or the hope that we have a distant relative that we've never seen ahead of, but they've bequeathed a fortune to us. Or a hope that it doesn't rain again this year. These are frivolous hopes which are not based and not have, I do not have any substance for reality in them. That's not the kind of hope we're talking about. We're talking about a hope like Abraham, which is based on the assured, or having the assured confidence, and is grounded on the divine promise of what God says. See, the background to this portion here is that in Genesis 15, we read that God had promised Abraham that he'd be a father of a multitude, many nations. But we're now about 25 years later on, it wasn't happening. It was about 100 years old. His wife, Sarah, was 90 years old and her womb was dead, the Bible says. And the external reality was it ain't gonna happen. That promise of 25 years ago ain't going to happen if we look around. It's just not possible. And you can just imagine the two of them and get through the journey with them 25 years previous when they got this promise from God. The excitement about, a, wow, the future's going to be great. Our greatest dreams going to come alive. The number one thing on our bucket list is going to happen. The best is yet to come. We need to Google mother care to see what we can do. Let's get the spare room ready. Let's arrange the gender revealing party. Let's see what the best schools are. We might have to move house. Let's book in for the prenatal classes. That is the kind of excitement. This was a dream. This was a promise. This was wonderful. This was looking ahead to the best still to come in their life. But years go by. I'm sure the days of false hope in that period. And you could almost hear them speaking encouraging words to one another in the early days. They'd be saying, like, come on, it's not happening, but we've still got our whole lives of what's left ahead of them. It's still going to happen. This time next year, we're not going to be millionaires, but we could have a baby. It could be baby's first Christmas. Let's not get too downhearted. But as years go past, it's not so easy to maintain that excitement and that hope that they first had. And maybe you can put yourselves in your situation. Maybe it's not a baby, but maybe there's a promise that you had. There's something you're believing and excited about in God. But it's not happened yet. And maybe that hope and the prospects you had are maybe waned a bit. Maybe that hope has even died. Let me just say to you, if you're there today, you're not alone because others have been there. But Abraham was there. And something about him we can learn from. Even when there was no reason for hope, he hoped what do you do? 
he kept hoping. He kept walking on with hope in his heart. I feel a song coming on, but I'm going to bless you and not sing it. He kept walking in hope when there seemed no hope. How could he do that? How can he, against all natural hope, keep living in hope? How can he choose to continue to live in a land of hope? But the answer is, for God had said to him, his hope was based not on fantasy, but on what God had said. There would have been others in his world who were speaking into his life. There'd been others who maybe started off alongside him, but then as years went by, began to bring doubt and sow doubt into Abraham in Sarah's life because human nature hasn't changed through the years. And it's important that we have people who speak into our life, voices of encouragement and hope and faith. But in this situation, in this scenario, you can just imagine that those voices would become more negative and more doubtful as the years went on. There might even have been voices in Abram's own mind and ears saying, it's not going to happen. You're making a fool of yourself. You're the talk of the town. Don't be stupid. But Abram continued to choose hope. He continued to confess hope. He could have said, my hope is not in what you say. My hope is not in what I see. My hope is not in what I feel. My hope is in what God has said. And the reality is that's where our hope for life has to be in, and what God has said. And I can just imagine Abram saying to people, well, I've read my daily devotion, and it's Psalm 119, and this is what it says in verse 74. May all who fear you find in me a cause for joy, for I have put my hope in your word. In verse 81, I am worn out waiting for your rescue, but I have put my hope in your word. In verse 114, you are my refuge and my shield. Your word is my source of hope. And in verse 147, I rise early before the sun is up. I cry out for help and put my hope in your word. You see, there's different scenarios, and those scenarios, it's difficulty. There's difficulty all around us. There's fear, there's, there's concern, there's problems. But I'm choosing to put my hope in your word. And Abraham chose hope, and he confessed hope. He confessed what God had said, because he knew that God was faithful. And Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. Maybe you're wavering today. Maybe you have wavered. Maybe I'm speaking to somebody that you've actually given up living in hope. You maybe even uttered the phrase, it's hopeless. It can't change. It's never going to happen. But today, I want to say to you, there's no condemnation, but it's a new day. And God maybe is just using this word to rekindle hope, to cause hope to come alive in you today. Because hope has not died. Because there's hope, because God's involved. And God's promises are still true, no matter what's going on. See, the amazing thing about Abraham here is, not only did he not waver, in fact, his faith grew stronger. The more 
It passed. The more time passed, the more it seemed it's not going to happen. The most people looked at him and said, every day is a day further away from that promise. And it's a day where it's more reality that it's not going to happen. And every day, I told you so, Abraham. Every day, I told you, Abraham, it's never going to happen now. And that's for days and for months and for years. And people are saying that to him. But Abraham chose a different strategy. Abram never wavered. In fact, every day when it wasn't happening, his faith grew stronger and stronger. It was a kind of attitude. You say today it's not going to happen because it's even less likely to happen. Abram says, well, I'm saying today it's more likely to happen because every day I'm getting closer to the promise because I'm choosing to believe that the God who said it will happen will cause it to happen. And my hope is not on what you're saying. My hope is not in my circumstances. My hope is in a God who's faithful to his word. And maybe years have gone by. And maybe people have said it's not going to. Maybe you've thought it's not going to. But I want to say today, this could be a day closer to it happening. Just put faith and hope in God's word like Abraham did. Because God's strength is made perfect in our weakness. Because so often, I think we restrict what God really wants to do because we put hope in what we can do instead of hope in what he can do. See, Abraham was a realist. He wasn't a fantasist. He looked at his body, he looked at his situation, and the Bible says he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. But Abraham's hope was not in his ability. Abraham's hope was in God's infall ability. God who never fails. God who's true to his promise. A hope is in him. A hope is in him. And I believe that God wants to do things and sometimes we get a promise and sometimes we think we know it's going to happen and we know how it's going to happen and sometimes we try to make it happen and we're restricting God because when God puts something into us it's something which only he can make happen. And we need to keep that hope in him. We used to sing songs like, Faithful One. You're my rock in times of trouble. You lift me up when I fall down. All through the storm, your love is anchor. My hope is in you alone. A more recent Stuart Town ends, In Christ alone, my hope is found. My hope for eternity is in Jesus Christ. I couldn't save myself. I couldn't get rid of the sins. I couldn't make myself right with God. My hope was in someone who could do what I couldn't do. My only hope was Jesus Christ. Another song we sang before was Hallelujah, praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah, death has lost its grip on me. You've broken every chain. There's salvation in your name. Jesus Christ, my living hope. The only hope for salvation before God is Jesus Christ. It's outside of ourselves. 
And today you can embrace the hope of eternity in heaven by accepting Jesus Christ as your personal saviour. And listen to this. That is the biggest issue, the biggest problem that mankind has ever faced is that separation from God. But we have a hope that God provided the answer through his son Jesus Christ. And if that's the biggest problem we've ever faced, we can have a confidence and a hope that God can fulfill every other need that we have in our life. Maybe for all of us today, we've got some hopeless scenarios as we look out. But the God who comes through in your biggest problem can come through in everything else. Abram was fully convinced that God is able to do what he promised. He chose hope. He confessed hope. But he carried hope. He carried hope around everywhere he went. And hope, you know what it does? It lifts the spirit. And the world is full of negativity and hopelessness. And we are called to live in hope. We are called to choose hope. We are called to confess hope. But we are called to carry hope into our world. We are called to bring hope to those who are crying out today. We maybe don't hear the vocal cry, but there are cries going up all over our society today. For those who are mourning and think it's always going to be like this. For the one who's caught in addictive behavior and just can't get out to the one who's struggling with suicidal thoughts and can't even see a tunnel, never mind light, at the end of the tunnel. To the single parent who's struggling big time and feels inadequate and a failure and can't see any help or hope in the world. To the one trapped in an ever-deepening pit of debt and can't see a way out to the prisoner who feels their life has finished and can't see a change, to the person diagnosed with terminal illness with no remedy and no hope of health, for the young person who struggled at school and can't see a future, or the one bullied in social media and thinks it's always going to be like this, to the many who have messed up and think it's been once too many and there's no hope, of anything else. You know, we come into those contact into contact with such people on a weekly basis, but most of them are hiding the situation. But today as we embrace hope, I want us to experience hope. I want us as a church to confess hope, to speak hope into hopelessness. But I want us to be people who carry hope wherever we go. That we are those who carry that hope which changes the atmosphere wherever we go. Abraham chose hope. He believed in God. He confessed it. And he carried it wherever he went. You know, it says of him here that 
because he had faith in what God had said, God counted him as righteous. And it's recorded for our benefit so that if we copy Abraham, we will be counted righteous if we believe in Jesus Christ and accept him as a saviour. But more than that, Abraham was an example who carried hope. He believed that God was faithful to his promise and he was counted righteous by God himself. You know, as we continue to believe that God will do what he says he will do, if we continue to believe, and even in situations, and I know there are some situations which appear hopeless, and against all probability and all hope, Abram gave an example to continue to believe that God will do more than you can think or ask or imagine. Abraham chose hope. What are you choosing today? What am I choosing today? What am I confessing today? What are you confessing? Not in a negative fault, but does our mouth speak hope or hopelessness? What are you carrying today? As you go in to situations tomorrow, the next day, we can be people who are hope carriers to a world which is crying out for hope. Hope has a name. His name is Jesus. And I just want to speak the name of Jesus and the hope that is in his name over your life so that you can receive the hope that only he gives. But I'm going to pray more than that. I pray that you become a carrier of hope into your world tomorrow and the day after and the day after. And also let me encourage those who have wavered. The promise seems to have died. Today is a day for it to resurrect and hope to come alive in your world. Father God, I thank you for the hope that we have of eternity with you through Jesus. But I thank you there's hope for this life. Father, I pray for all those who hope has diminished and waned and maybe even died. Let this be a day when it rises again and resurrects, that we believe no matter what it looks like on the outside, we're not wavering, we're like Abraham, we're believing and our faith is going to grow stronger and our hope is in your word. Father, for those who just need that hope within them, let your word just come in. Let the, let the name of Jesus and the hope that is in his name just come alive in hearts and soul and minds. And Father, I pray, Lord, that as we leave wherever we are and we go ahead into the weeks and the months ahead, that we will be people who carry hope into a hopeless-looking world in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day.